Well, good evening again from uh, a nice beach hotel, actually. Um, well, stage six done. And this morning I actually woke up and yeah, felt tired. And I could also like see at the team, like everybody's getting a, a bit tired. Uh, also, of course, after yesterday's hard stage, it was, uh, yeah, pretty much. So today we were actually kind of looking forward for a bit easier stage, but the opposite actually happened. So our goal was try to get like in an early break or like get, make the race hard, but it was making it hard by itself. We started pretty fast. And there were a lot of attacks and the climbs in the beginning were stretching out the bunch a lot. And then after the first climbs, they kept attacking. I was like in a couple yeah, little breaks, but I think all the teams had the same goal today. Like, okay, be in a break. <laughs> and I think the GC riders were like trying to probably recover a bit from yesterday. But yeah, in the end, we did uh, a good lead out for the Anne and uh, Ruby and uh, I was in a nice nice group of the climbs but then on the top um, we passed like an ambulance and uh, then we saw that the crash happened and I saw Ushka on the ground and that's always like so shit you know if you see your like teammate and friend on the ground and you actually have to keep going. Like on this moment, like there was an ambulance and the DS was with her. But sometimes I'm like, I just gonna stop and just taking care of her and I wanna know how she is. And because it was in a downhill and then you're like, oh, I hope she's okay because the speed was so high here. And yeah, sometimes then you're wondering like, what am I doing? And then in the downhill, um, yeah, we went fast and then with all the gaps and also what happened yesterday with uh, Elisa and of course also Anamik. I'm like, yeah, as soon as you start thinking how fast you're actually going and how hard you go to corners and if you see all the gaps on the road, you're like, oh shit, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but when uh, after the final finish, went to the bus and after a while Ushka arrives and um, she had some like really nasty wounds but for the rest she was okay well I think it's like cycling terms okay because sometimes I crashed and I went home like to my friends from school that I still have and they were like oh my gosh are you okay this is horrible and then I was like yeah I finished the race with this and like it's just just some scratches it's fine no but she crashed pretty hard and she felt really bad and also felt bad for the other girls that crashed but um yeah she will recover she's gonna go home so we're definitely gonna miss her for the next days but unfortunately that's also cycling and for the rest we um yeah it's counting down now so tomorrow another nice hard stage and then get a plane to the lovely island so i just packed my bag i, f I still find it horrible to pack my bag every day but anyway so, 
I had to think about like, okay, I have to pack like my stuff for the race, my stuff for after the race, for the travel. And then for that one night in a hotel. And then the stuff is going with the ferry with um, all our suitcases and stuff. And they are going to pick us up the next day. And then we're going to enjoy a lovely rest day. But first tomorrow. So talk to you again tomorrow. And uh, good night. We started out this episode with a diary from Nina Kessler after stage six. So now that we heard that, let's dive into the episode with Hannah and I about stage seven. Thank you so much for listening to the Wheel Talk podcast. Hello, Hannah Barnes, stage seven. Two more stages to go now that today is over. Yeah, they've got a nice travel day coming up now. <laughs> yeah, there is no... There is no stage tomorrow, Friday. There is a day off, kind of. They're traveling from mainland Italy to Sardinia, so no stage. Nice little break before two more days. Interesting. Yeah, that's what we had last year, We st- but we started in Sardinia last year. Did two stages and then went to the mainland, so they're just doing it the opposite way. I think I'd rather have it this way around, though. You don't really need a rest day after two days. But how much rest is it really if you're if you're traveling like that much? Um, I felt you... I mean, we flew, there's a chartered flight, so they'll fly tonight on the chartered flight. Mm. It's just, and like we did it last year, we flew straight to an airport that was like 10 minutes away from the hotel. Neve Fisher-Black checked in after the stage to tell us how she felt about it. Hey, Neve here, uh, checking in about stage seven, Girodonna. We're just in the car on the way to Genoa Airport because we've got a flight today tonight to Sardinia. Um, uh, today was yeah an up and down day. Um, I expected more up than down. yeah yeah more up than down. Anna Shackley just sat in the front. Um, <laughs> uh, I expected it to be a little bit harder than it was, but I think. Uh, um, Movistar's pretty content with their position and they like sort of kept it at a pace on the climbs that pretty much all their team could stay in the bunch so they had uh, pretty much full control over the race which yeah in the end it felt a little bit negative but especially for me I wanted uh, it to open up early then it uh, works a little bit better but when it was just Shaq and I in the in the front bunch over the top of the climb so yeah when you're in that position against a, a full team of Movistar and, and Trek almost well more numbers at least then it, it's difficult um, yeah especially with so much flat over the top of the climbs today um, so yeah it felt like a little bit of a strange race I don't know it went by quite fast and then uh, it all was back ended on the final climb um yeah, I tried a little bit to attack I th- on the climb, but I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to get some time, but yeah, I sort of paid the price a little bit too early, I think, and I just couldn't quite follow and make in those front, front three, but um, yeah, so partly a little bit disappointed, but 
I had to try at one point. Since I had a little bit of a bad start to the tour, and I'm so far down on GC, but uh, yeah, um, it's all learning. And so yeah, now we have a rest day tomorrow. And yeah, very late flight tonight. And apparently, uh, Anna just told me that we ha- we're having dinner all together as the whole peloton, which would be nice in the airport. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it'll be interesting to see. But anyway, yeah. Um, Maybe I can check in with you tomorrow, tell you what we get up to on our rest day, but uh, I'm not sure it'll be much. Probably just eating and resting. (laughs) See you then. So it's not too bad, yeah. It's not too bad. The only thing is that tomorrow, because the staff, they actually have to do like the overnight ferry. So it's not really a rest day for them. But so you can't, you get the really nice chilled morning because you don't have your bikes. And then tomorrow afternoon, they can go for a ride. The unsung heroes, the staff who have to drive like all over Europe all season long. I always think that. It's just crazy. Like they do the ferry, they'll do the ferry tonight, get to Sardinia and then do two stages and then in two days time, get the ferry back to the mainland. They're probably just like, no. Today was stage seven, and it was another Anna McVan Bluten day. She's just racking them up. She did say after the stage that the team's plan was to go for Eliana Lippert or Paolo Patino. Um, if they were able to get in a break or get up the road, that they could go for the stage win. But if they weren't, that Anna could go do her thing on the final two climbs and pretty much that's exactly what happened and she rode away she attacked first on the six kilometer long climb got away with juliette labou labous labus i always thought it was labou because of french but now i'm hearing it pronounced other ways i guess we just have to ask her (laughs) i don't i hate name pronunciations i'm so bad at that they're just Oh, so Juliet, Guy Riolini, the three of them got away. They were chased closely by Mavi Garcia and Neve Fisher Black was just kind of tailing off the end of that when Anamik attacked the first time. And then she attacked again on the climb to the finish and soloed to victory. Juliet was 13 seconds back. Gaia, 20 seconds back. And we have an audio diary from Lidl Trek's Loretta Hansen after a really good ride by the team today to move Guy Riolini into third overall. So I'm just on the bus uh, on the way to Genoa Airport after stage seven of Giro Don. Uh, we had another really hard day today. Today was another really big GC day with um, 2,000 meters of climbing. Uh, the first one starting 25 k's into the race uh, at four, 14 kilometers long at an average of 4%. So um, yeah, for a lot of teams, it was making sure you had your GC riders uh, in good position going into that first climb and then it really kicked off from there but um, yeah our goal today was to try and get Gaia onto the podium um, yeah we like we said we still had a lot to play for and that was our that was our plan for today and uh, yeah it really it really paid off um, she she finished third on the stage and is now third on GC so yeah we're, we're really excited for that uh, with only two two stages left in Sardinia um, yeah, we're we're back in contention and and really looking forward to, to fighting for those last two stages. Like, I think a lot of riders are uh, have, are taking a big uh, sigh of relief after um, after today's stage. Like, we're we've kind of got most of the mountains behind us now, and now we've got some really sort of um, attritional stages in Sardinia. Still, like sixteen hundred meters of climbing each each day, uh, but no like super steep mountains or, or 
I mean, of course, GC comes into every stage, but um, yeah, the, the next couple of days could be more opportunistic. But um, yeah, with Gaia, Gaia third on GC, we're we're looking forward to protecting that and seeing what else we can do in the coming days. But uh, yeah, tomorrow tonight we fly to Olbia, and um, tomorrow we have a rest day, which some people will be thankful for, others not so much. Like for some riders, a rest day, your body starts to shut down a little bit and starts to recover, which then when you get back into racing the next day, it, it takes a little bit to warm up. So for some of us, we really need to do uh, some hard openers tomorrow just to keep, keep the legs ticking over. Um, and sort of keep your body in, in, in race mode. So uh, it's a rest day, but also not a rest day. And, um, you know, the poor staff, they have to take the ferry across with all the buses and trucks and, you know, the circus rolls on. It's it's a bit of a, a bit of a mission to get everyone over there. Uh, but, yeah, we fly over, spend the night in Olbia and then get back into racing on Saturday. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Two days to go. And Veronica Ewers, who was second overall going into the stage, ended up finishing 11th. So she dropped down in the general classification. But otherwise, we had Juliet and Gaia go from second and third on the stage to second and third on the GC. Nice. I, yeah, I was hoping for a breakaway day, but didn't get it. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's pretty impressive. 102 victories now. I was thinking on my ride today, I was like, I wonder if. Like Van Vluten's retiring, but she might just make a comeback every July. You know, she's like, okay, just I'll come back every July, just do the Giro and the Tour, and then just retire again. Because it's I will believe that Van Vluten is retiring when we get to like Strada Bianchi twenty twenty four, and she's not on the start line, and then I'll be like, okay, she retired. Yeah, I just is I'll be surprised if she does. I mean, she called it really early. I felt. But these kind of races are just for her. Like she's got such her endurance is so good. Like she hasn't got that kick. Like when you do the Ardennes, you need to have like the fast accelerations. But these, yeah, these climbs are just they're ideal for her. That's where she's time to shine. Yeah, and I mean, she looks like in within the conversation of whether or not she will actually retire, she looks like she's having so much fun still. Like all of her post race interviews, she's just smiling from ear to ear. She looks like she's having the time of her life. Yeah, maybe that's because she kind of knows, like, I just need to have fun now. Like, this is my, I've got six months now, just this is my job. And it's a great job. Um, so she's probably just out there just having a great time. No pressure, really. Um, gets to wear the rainbow jersey for one last time. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it must be really nice for her to, she's, she knows that she's going to retire on top. She's, she's retiring, but she's still winning races. And I think that's like just a great way to go out. It's hard to be able to do that. It's really hard to be able to retire on your own terms for one, but also retire while you're still winning is like a luxury that not many riders get to. I mean, just deciding to retire on your own is pretty nice. A lot of riders, it's just the, the decisions made for them when they can't get a contract. I mean, she's in a unique position where she's she can line up on a start line and she kind of knows 80% of the time she's going to win, which is mad. And she was funny today after the race. She said that today was a team effort, not so much the first one, but this one was a team effort. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Which like, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a compliment. It's like saying thanks, but no thanks at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> she's very sassy sometimes. Like she also said, 
she finally got Guy Erlini in front of her instead of behind her for a change. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. I mean, just I, so sassy. Yeah, I've never been teammates with Van Vooten. I've never really spoken to her that much. But yeah, she does come across a bit, a bit like that. But you need to be like when you're like a winner, you need to have some sass. You know, like that's what you need. Like you need to be confident. You need to be self-confident. I just, yeah, she's clearly got it. Yeah, we have like, it's cool in women's cycling at the moment. We have a lot of really amazing winners that have really amazing personalities. Like Voss is always such a fun rider to watch win because it's like her first win every time. Yeah. And like, obviously, Cecilia Trip-Ludwig is like a really fun a really fun rider to watch win because she just get she's also really emotional and really leaves it all out there when she wins there's there's a lot of riders i think it's cool it's great for women's cycling that we have that yeah i think the one for like me is Voss. like she does cross the line with her arms up i like she celebrates like it's the first one and she's won a lot of races and i think it just shows that it doesn't matter how many races you've won doesn't matter how old you are how long you've been in the sport you still get that buzz from just winning a race um and she's only got two more chances to win a Giro stage this year (laughs) I mean I said she was gonna win the GC (laughs) I mean Um, you never know it's Voss but yeah definitely not (laughs) definitely not gonna take the GC on this one it's it's really a battle between kind of the top 10 shifting places at this point Van Vluten has almost four minutes on Juliet and then Juliet has half a minute on Guy Riolini. And then it's another full minute down to Veronica Ewers in fourth. We actually have an audio diary from Veronica. So let's hear that really quick. Veronica here. Um, after stage seven, currently transferring to the airport to fly to Sardinia. Tomorrow's a rest day. And then... Um, two lumpy stages on Sardinia. Um, Voice is cracking a bit as I'm trying to fight off some tears. Um, Team did really well today to try and help me keep the podium uh, on GC and uh, did absolutely everything I could um, to keep it, but uh, just wasn't strong enough and um, not gonna stop fighting and um, yeah, gonna try and enjoy a rest day and um, then fight for it the last two days. And Erica McNulty moved into fifth. There was a couple just shifts. Uh, Mavi Garcia lost two places, so she's in seventh. Uh, Nee Fisher Black jumped up to eighth, and Saint Esteban jumped dropped to tenth. So just kind of some shuffling of the top ten in the GC, mm-hmm. but it's all very, it's all very spread out at this point. There's pretty much just like there's two seconds between McNulty and Ewers for fourth and fifth, and I think that's pretty much the closest gap. Mavi Garcia and Cecilia Ludwig are pretty close, but at that point, it's like you're down to six minutes behind Van Vluten. I I really just want some breakaway days. And like Sardinia last year, was it was really nice. And I think, like, I reckon... Well, I keep predicting it wrong, though. It's so, so hard. This, this year, I've struggled. Last year was pretty easy to predict. The stages were quite straightforward. 
But uh, I did text you before each stage last year, I'm pretty sure, and ask you what was going to happen because yeah. you were really good at predicting it. Yeah, like there were stages where I just nailed it. And this year it's just, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm not there. Like you just don't have that feel of being in the peloton and like seeing what everyone's doing, what the team's kind of doing. Apparently the feel in the peloton has been one of general frustration and just speed. Audrey cordon Rago said before the stage that um, it was really frustrating for anyone who wasn't on one of the big teams because Movistar isn't really allowing anyone to get away. So it's been hard for anyone to get in the breakaway because Movistar is just welding everything back together every time something goes up the road. Yeah. Or keeping keeping things on a really short leash. So this so the whole race, and I wonder if it's partially because the stages have been pretty short at this Giro. It's been a really, really fast race all week. That that I mean, those kind of race tactics, they frustrate me so much. Like they've got four minutes to play with. Like they they can let a break. Potentially they can let a break get six minutes if it's the right people in it. Um, but yeah, you like, you don't need to just jump on any, everything. They just want to win every stage. They've gotten three of seven. So they've, they're on a pretty good streak. Yeah, I know. But like, it's not, no, it's not like, it's like, it doesn't make her inspiring. Yeah. But you're like winning three stages with the same rider. Like maybe the next two stages, let Florcha go in the break. You know, she's been your teammate. She's helped you for the last six stages. Just like be like, okay, I'm pretty confident. I've got the GC wrapped up now. Girls, go and have fun. Go race. Um, that's what I'd like to see anyway. Who knows what happen, But like instead of them just like killing it and jumping straight on it and chasing it down, just get in it. Try and win a stage. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously we don't see the early stages of the race so we don't see those early breaks but I find it hard to believe that like Guy Riolini is trying to jump in an early break so why there's some time like I've been I, I can feel I'm pleased I'm not there anymore after hearing that <laughs> just <laughs> it just those kind of race tactics they just they just blow my mind sometimes that you can just not let anything go I don't know if it's like you you just need a little bit more confident in your teammates and yourself. Just you can have it all under control. Yeah. Two days in a row. <laughs> she's kind of, uh, dissed her teammates a little bit without meaning to, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I do think the next two, there, there's very little place for any, uh, it's not going to, neither stage will be for Lorena Weebus because she went home ahead of the seventh stage to focus on the Tour de France Femme, Beck Zwift. So no more victories from her at the Giro Don, but I think that she can be happy with the one, the victory, and then stage six is just amazing second place. Um, but yeah, it could be, tomorrow could be tomorrow. Saturday could be a breakaway. It's There's only one categorized climb. It's a cat three, 9.8 kilometers long, but averages 3%. So it's really like a gradual slog. It's not something that's going to break the peloton apart. And it's not close to the end enough that it's going to make a massive difference. Like it might be a reduced sprint. It might finally be a Voss day, but I, I don't know. My gut tells me that the breakaway will take it. Yeah, I think there could be potentially two breakaway days coming up. 
Um, but maybe- it's been such a hard race so far this week that I think that a lot of people will be happy to let it be a breakaway day. Yeah, for sure. And then I think Sunday could potentially be a no. I mean, they're both very similar. They're both 126 kilometers with 1600 meters of climbing. So they're really similar, but it's just how just how the elevation is over the stages are quite different. Well, we'll talk about Sunday on Saturday. Yeah. Stage eight. <laughs> Hannah, thanks so much for your time. Thank you.